Tom Denier, and this is my fourth episode of my podcast, and I have former city councilman, and well, he's, I don't know how many times he was president, he can tell me that himself, but um, Don Schmidt, Don Schmidt, you, uh, I got a little history on you. you, you first served in 1971 as a member of council until 2007, so it shows me you were president six times. Yeah, probably so. My <laughs> goodness. You worked as an educator, mostly as a professor of mechanical engineering. He married Pamela Jean Atkins in 1965 and has two children. And how do you, how do you like not being on plan commission? Because you did that for probably... I liked it. I you liked did it, it for 15 years. Yes, I liked it. Uh, if Tom would have let me stay, I would have stayed on. Yeah, what was the difference between plan commission and city council? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to just shoot you off always, the hip. You always had a crowd when there was a public hearing. It almost filled the, the room. And city council never had that many people show up back yeah. in our day. But, uh, and all of the people there were angry <laughs> at the planning commission. And they were against everything. There's no question NIMBY is alive and well in Fort Wayne. Yeah, I remember when we sat on council together, I, when I was elected in 2003 and served in 2004 till present day. But one of the things you always said at the council table is like, if people had a piece of property and it was available, you should be able to build on it. And I remember you always saying that. And I think I, in the 20 years I've been on city council, I think I've only voted down two zoning issues or whatever. Yeah, most uh, most developers, when they make a proposal, it's reasonable, pretty reasonable. And uh, we shouldn't be turning down very much. We, In fact, that's one of the concerns that I have is that some projects did not come to fruition in Fort Wayne recently uh, because they were turned down. And the one I'm thinking of was that recycling facility for electronics that was in the southeast part of town. And it was going to employ, I think, 200 people, and the job uh, salary levels were in the sixty-five dollars and $70,000 range. And it, it went to a court hearing. We, we approved it, the planning right. commission did. But it went to a court hearing, and uh, the judge was in the process of making a ruling on it. And uh, the paper said that it was, it was turned down. But in talking with the, the Planning Commission staff, they said that the uh, option on the property, the city was involved in getting the property for the, right. for the company, they let the option expire, which I could not understand why they would do that, because that was a heck of a project. It would have been an amazing project. Yeah, yeah. But in part of the problem was that people were against it. I, I want to go back a little bit. I want to go back to 1971 when you first got on the city council. What was it like back then versus well, today? Well, let, let me tell you how it happened, which is kind of a strange story. I had run in the primary that year and had gotten beat by 69 votes. Oh, my. And uh, so that was in May, and it was probably October, and I was in Fremont, Indiana, refereeing a football game with my crew and we'd finished the game and we were on our way back to Fort Wayne and we had the radio on, the Lowell on and they had a news break that said that the councilman who had beaten me in the election had died and that Mayor Harold Zeiss, who was mayor at the time, was going to appoint 
the gentleman that ran against him in the primary, me, as the council member. So that's how I found out about it. Oh my gosh, so you were running against an incumbent. I was running against an incumbent, that's right. And so I heard it on the radio. Oh, good. That, that was Golly. the case. And so when I got home, my wife said, you got a phone call from Mayor Zeiss. And so I called him and he got all confirmed. So how many years was Mayor Zeiss the mayor? He was two terms. He just did two terms. Eight, ter eight years. Eight yeah. years. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, I was 10 years old when you got on council, so <laughs> I wasn't really following did politics you know, Did you know how to ride a bike time. yet? I, I was riding a bike, definitely riding a bike. But I wasn't, I wasn't too worried about politics, I don't think, in general. I, I guess what I wanted to ask you was, you know, something that's really been stuck in my head all my, through my, out my childhood was, when Wolf and Dust Hours burnt down in 1962, oh, yeah. why that whole stay like that? As I would walk past it when I was at Cathedral Grade School, and I'd walk past it with that gray, ugly fence, and nothing ever got built. It just stayed empty forever and ever until, uh, what was it, Mayor Lebemoff finally? Well, and what 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 I, pro what got proposed, and why did it get proposed, and how did it get proposed? I kind of I'd love to know. I, I don't know the story on that, but. A lot of those situations, you've got to have somebody in the uh, the market is willing to put the money up to put something there. And at that time, Fort Wayne downtown wasn't as thriving as we remember it today. And I think that uh, there was some reluctance to go in there and put any kind of money into that particular location. It just sat empty. It was just an empty hole, and it just always bothered me when I would walk by it when I was a kid. You know, going to grade school. It sure didn't make for a good image of oh, downtown. No, it really didn't. I think I think we've done a nice job. I mean, it started, you were on uh, council with me when we voted for Harrison Square, and I'm just going to bring it up. You didn't vote for Harrison Square in the baseball stadium, and I did. Yeah. I remember John Crawford, our, our good buddy who's now deceased, um, I, I talked him into voting for it. He, he still tells me it was the reason why he lost the election. I said, Dan, you lost because of the smoking ban. <laughs> but um, people were just upset about the smoking ban. But um, I, I, thought, I thought we made a bad financial deal. We were paying the Harrison Hotel uh, $250,000 a year, guaranteeing him that much if they didn't make a profit. And I didn't think we should be guaranteeing the yeah. hotel. Yeah, I agree with you from that, that standpoint, but we ended up, you know, it, it ended turned up, out to be a nice... It, it turned out, it turned out it turned being out the right well. decision. Yeah. I mean, for me at least, you know, it's just we've done, we've had a domino effect. I think that from the financial aspects, I wanted to ask you a little bit about, you know, John Crawford and I talked a lot and he, if he was going to be mayor, he was going to talk about doing a zero-based budget, so I've been bringing it up. Is it, is it something feasible to do, or is it something not feasible? We've been doing the same budgetary process for 50 years in Fort Wayne. So. They've, they've been talking about zero-based budgeting ever since I got on council in 71. And I find that it just doesn't happen. It should, but it just doesn't yeah, happen. Why do you think it, do, it do, did not happen? What was it? What, is it because of the mayors you had, or is it because of the? Um, it's just the process that uh, that the it process. goes through. It's just for the department heads. It's just easier to do what they're doing, which is take their current budget and work off of that rather than starting back to zero. Uh, it would it would take a massive uh, rethinking of all the department heads in order to do that. And they would all have to do it. If you had the right people appointed you might get it done.
but it would. And how much money do you think we'd save in the in the process? I couldn't couldn't hazard couldn't, couldn't, couldn't hazard a guess on that. Um, one of the things that um, I wanted to mention to you that I think is a, a campaign issue, and that is if you look around the major cities in this country, they're kind of falling apart. You look at Chicago and San Francisco and Los Angeles, Correct. the homeless population yep. and so forth, and um, it's something we want to make certain does not happen in Fort Wayne. In other words, we don't want people congregating on the streets and building tents and so forth. And you see a little bit of that loitering around the rescue mission and the liquor store across the street from mm -hmm. the rescue mission. And I think a, a, a campaign issue would be to, to let people know that that's not going to happen in the city of Fort Wayne. Yeah. I think that, you know, there is a, a there is something in what your validity and what you're saying. We need to fix the... There's, I get, you know, I mean, I'm not a I'm not a mental health expert when it comes to something of this nature, uh, by no stretch of the imagination. So I think that there's a lot of issues with you know mental health and getting good care and trying to figure out what we can do to to work with these people and then get them jobs. That's the biggest thing. I was, I think people want to work. It's just that you know you get to the point where you know you. You've been down uh, this road, and I, I don't, I don't know how to fix that aspect of it. I do know this is that you're probably correct in, in saying that we do not want something like that to oh, happen yeah. in Fort Wayne. Oh, yeah, if that were to happen, that would be, that would really put a wet blanket on what we've seen as a renaissance in the in the downtown area. I yeah. think. Hey, I was going to ask you, what do you think we can do in regards to eliminating certain waste from, I'm going to go on to a different subject, you know, like for, you know, our budgetary process, I want to kind of go yeah. back to that. Because you were really, a, you know, like, you always were like... I was tight. You were tight on the budget. I don't think you can, as a mayor, reduce it. What I think the only person that can reduce that is the department heads themselves. And in order for that to happen, the role of the mayor would be to say, you've got X number of dollars, which may be the same as you had the year before, or maybe less than what you had the year before, and let them solve the problem. Because it's impossible across all the departments of the city for one person to know what to do. But if you starve the money, they're innovative enough, they'll come up with a way to do it. Yeah. In today's society, it seems like, you know, I mean, myself personally, and you know, I was, I worked for a company for 32 years, and we just kept being more innovative and more innovative, more technology, more technology, more technology, even in the food industry that I was doing. And we did a lot more with a lot less. You know, right. you know, you were you're forced to do it. You were forced to do it. And if you're not forced to do it, it won't happen. How many departments, you know, we got rid of weights and measures, you know, Russ and I and John Crawford, when he was on council, yeah. we, we ended up just getting rid of them. They, we didn't need it. We didn't need the department. You don't even notice it down. Do no, you? you don't notice That's the that. kind of thing that I'm suggesting. Yeah. Now, you're retired now then. I am, but I sell for my brother. Uh, well, okay. she's my, my sister owns it now, but my brother owned it for forever, did your meats. Well, so. so you still got your fingers in it. I still got my fingers in it a little bit, and not as much as I had before. But, you know, it's it's nice working for family. Oh, it yeah. is. I, I enjoy it. If you get along with them. We all get along. <laughs> There's 11 of us, and we all still get along. 
We only got a couple minutes left, don't we? And um, so I, I just wanted to give a little shout out to you, Don. You were on council for what, 36 years? 37 years. 37 years. Yeah. yeah. Seemed, <clears throat> went pretty fast. It did. I remember, you know, I just, you were the president, I believe, when I was my on my first uh, term, uh, the, the first year of my term. And uh, I remember you, uh, you were just, you know, just dynamite in regards to what, how you handled the, the, the council and the team. And I did not like to waste time. And uh, one of the thing I, things I remember saying is that nothing good happens after about an hour and a half of sitting in a meeting. And I tried to make certain that we moved the meetings along quickly enough that we stayed within that time frame it's kind of called the schmidt rule yeah we i still i still bring it up when we get over yeah, two, when I've we get over you did that <laughs> when we get over two hours i said the don schmidt rule we're way past it yeah yeah it yeah well and you gotta you're gonna have a legacy it's gonna be there forever um i think the thing is is you know i'm just to go piggyback on what you said i've had so much fun in the 20 years that i've been on council there's been some you know critical meetings that, yeah. that that ended up you know causing some heartache with some people in regards to it but i've always tried to do the right thing i mean i i just uh, i i let my conscience be my guide in regards Follow to it gut. i followed my gut every single time but i am looking forward to the opportunity of being mayor of fort wayne i i think that you know between the the things that you have helped teach me and the things that John Crawford and all the other people that I've been on council with, even guys like Tim Pape, who was, you remember uh, how feisty he was, yeah. but Tim and I have a really good relationship to this day. He's he's a good friend of mine and, you know, just because he's on the other side of the aisle doesn't mean you, you know, you, you can't work together. And I think that was the thing that I tried to do the best is I've really tried to work with everybody and be that kind of a, a council person and I want to be that kind of a mayor. I think the, the biggest surprise that, that I had during the whole time that I was on council was when John Crawford got beat in the primary because I I thought he was going to be mayor. I just knew yeah. it. Yep. Which shows how little I really know about politics, I guess. Well, and I think the thing was is, you know, John told me after he lost, he said, Tom, we sat down after the election was over with and he he came up to me before the year was even up, you know, before I was going into my next term. Mm -hmm. He goes, Tom, you're the only one that can beat Tom Henry. I, I'm convinced of it. And I said, well, I beat him once before. <laughs> I, he wasn't too happy about it, but I said, I, I think that, you know, I do have a really good opportunity here, John. You're probably right. And I think John's looking down from me and saying, you know, Tom, it's going to work out. And uh, I'm looking forward to that opportunity. Good. Well, I enjoyed, enjoyed chatting with well, you. Well, thanks, Don. I appreciate it. Thank you. You know, how old are you now? 86. 86. You're as sharp as a tack. Well, everybody, I had Don Schmidt on uh, today. He was a former city councilman. He's also a former plan commission also. And uh, we thank Willie's Restaurant for giving us the opportunity to sit here at their restaurant. Uh, Kim is uh, I've known for over 30 years, and she's done a great job here. So uh, just a big shout-out to Willie's Restaurant. And uh, we will have another podcast next month, and I will look forward to having a new guest. Everybody have a great day, and God bless.